Yes, you're listening to Orlando Vacation Radio, and it is perfect. Of course, that was perfect by Fairground Attraction, one of my favourite songs, I've got to admit. Right, this is episode 69. I'm Peter Harper, and I'm your host for the evening. We've got another great show, packed with great clips and great music for your entertainment. 
Right, if you want to join us in the chat room, please do. All you got to do is click on the speech bubble on your Spreaker player and you can join myself, Mandy Bryson, Tim Tinsley and whoever else turns up tonight. We always have a laugh in the chat room, so try and get yourself along there. Right, we've been running a series of clips by Kath, Bob and Becky. Last week and the week before it was... The positives and the negatives of Magic Kingdom. This week we're going to kick the show off with Kath, Bob and Becky bringing us the positives of Animal Kingdom. Take it away guys. Hi everyone, you've got Kath, Becky and Bob. And we're back with our series of the best and the worst bits of each of the Disney theme parks. And today we're off to Animal Kingdom. So we're going to look at the plus points first. So I'll start us off. It's got to be a biggie. So it's the new addition to Animal Kingdom and it's Pandora for me. Absolutely incredible place, particularly at night. If you haven't been, go. <laughs> because you will just walking around at night time with the fluorescent um, attractions and sidewalks and things is just amazing. It is a great area to visit day or night i will say that anyone who hasn't watched avatar for a while if you get a chance before you go over to watch avatar it does enhance your enjoyment of the area i will say that um but actually on on my list i've, I've been more specific than just pandora i've gone for flight of passage it is <laughs> the most immersive incredible ride experience that i that i've had over there um, it you just feel as though you're riding this thing and it is wonderful. We're all nodding around the table. You can't mm -hmm. see us doing that, but we all agree as well. They've taken it to the next level, haven't they? Yes, they certainly have. Family friendly, thrilling, but not scary. And It makes you want to do it for real. It yeah. makes you want a banshee. I want a banshee. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Always a long queue at the moment. Fast passes are like gold dust, mm. but... I think the queue is very deceptively scary compared to the ride. So if you've got little kids, you've got to... I have, to I have to say, I haven't done the queue no, yet. No, we've done the fast pass queue. We've done the fast pass queue. <laughs> we haven't done the queue yet. Uh, maybe one day when we see it at a reasonable length, we might actually do the queue, because apparently the queue is quite good, but uh, oh, okay. we haven't done it yet. Disney are good at their queues, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wants to go next? Um, well, one of mine, which I absolutely love doing, is the Kilimanjaro Safari Ride. I love Kilimanjaro Safari Ride as well. <laughs> but I have to say, we've done it lots of times a day. And for me, you cannot beat that early morning Kilimanjaro Safari Ride. Yeah. That is the time to get those animals. They are so active. Apart from the ostrich, which decided to stand in front of our... Uh, jeep for 20 10, minutes 15 20 minutes we yeah. almost missed our flight of passage fast pass didn't we because yeah. they're ostrich but it was worth it the amount of time we got to see the lions up close <laughs> yes the, we were stopped right by the lions who were kind of sort of eyeing up whether they were going to have chicken dinner or not from that ostrich but uh... <laughs> but it it is all just looks like an open african savannah and 
you you don't think feel like you're going around a zoo or anything like that. You feel like you're in Africa looking at the animals in the wild doing their thing. I think it's better since they lost the story, the Disney kind of story. Because yeah. when it first opened for the first few years, you were going after elephant poachers and to try and rescue the elephant. And that's gone now. So you're just kind of on a proper safari mm-hmm. looking out for the animals, which I think is, is more authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quite like the giraffe. I love giraffe, as you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of nice animals to see, isn't there? Yeah. Leading on from that, I think as a whole, the whole of Animal Kingdom's theming is really good because we've just talked about Pandora and then the savannah is made to look like, as you said, the savannas in Africa. So I think whichever part of the park you're in, the, the attention to detail and the theming and the, the imprints of leaves as you're walking past. And, and paw prints as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Everest itself is an absolute amazing structure, even if you don't ride it, to actually look at it. It's really good. It's a handy little landmark if you've gotten lost. (laughs) And while we're up near Everest, I'm going to extend and go round the back past Cali River Rapids and say that one of my favourite things is the hidden gem up there, which nobody does, which is the Maharaja Jungle Trek. I mean, this is a, a walk through zoo-like experience where you see some quite fantastic animals and it in any other zoo in any other city that you'd visit you'd say that this was an incredible attraction and it would be a must do um the fact that it's in animal kingdom people just bypass it but it is really worth going through the Maharaja jungle trek is that the one with the prayer flags it's the one with the prayer flags yeah it's yes. really pretty really good photo opportunities now you know if you don't want to go and see the animals and you like your insta photos get up there because <laughs> the prayer flags and everything else up there you'll get some great photos and if you do want to see the animals they have uh gorillas and no gorillas no, that's are... panjani oh, oh i'm thinking of panjani am i you, you've got the tigers the tigers yeah you, you've got the uh the bats mm. you've got the aviary that's why she doesn't like it. That's, that's why she's put it out of her mind. She don't like birds. But the other one, the Panjani one, is as good. Panjani's good as well, but my favourite of the two is the Maharaja. But one of my points was how there are so many little hidden areas out there that the tracks and stuff like that that people just almost don't know exists. But there's places in the park that are quite quiet because people just to the headliners yeah yeah and the, i suppose if you're on a tight schedule and you want to see it all and do it all you go into the park and you do the headline attractions and get out again but um yeah sometimes it's good to leave those and go and smell the coffee for a while and and, and do maharaja do panjani do rafiki's planet watch do rafiki's. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be interesting to see what that looks like now it's just been reopened so okay well we're up at africa and just outside kilimanjaro safaris I like the dancers and the musicians and the entertainers that are in the um, Harambe village because you never know who's going to be there. I know there's a set, you know, timetable, I guess, of different ones. But um, you're encouraged to join in and dance and... Much to my embarrassment. (laughs) Were you caught? No, it was watching you lot dancing. (laughs) (laughs) But there always seems to be a party going on when you go up through there. Yeah. Music is really uplifting. You can't help but sort of bounce along to the beat and dance and sing. If if you've got a few minutes, rather than, as a lot of people do, just hurrying to get through to get onto Kilimanjaro and then hurrying back again to get to the next thing, if if you're stopping and taking your time a bit, then, yeah, it's a great atmosphere up there. Well, as we are all dancers, you see, we would love that bit, so perhaps (laughs) we'll stop this time and do some dancing up there. 
Shall we, whilst we're in that area, also go and watch a show, maybe? Oh, I think so. Because my favourite daytime show across all of the Disney parks is Festival of the Lion King. I absolutely love it. Um, I always find it so uplifting, so so sing-along and clap-along, and yeah, it's just great fun. I just like to be picked for the end bit and shake my maracas and go around with the, the kids. It's not going to happen. I'm too old. And, and have, a, have a bird on a, on a stick to wave around a yeah, bit. Yeah, that's my dream, I think, along with opening Magic Kingdom Park. And everyone in it's so talented, aren't they? Yeah. And it's so emotional. Like It's got all the hits from the show. Yeah. And then you've got the tumble monkeys on top. <laughs> and you've got the, the fire eater and... Uh... Yeah. yeah, there's no bit of it you kind of sit there and go, oh, okay, waiting for this to finish now. No. And then you cry when they sing, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? It's like, And when oh, they sing Circle I of know. Life. <laughs> Not a dry eye in the house. Yeah, so when they go through the medley bit of it at the end and it's all, it's all building up at the end, that's yeah. when it really goes. Yeah. Oh, we have to record it every time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I'm going to stay up there as well then for my next one. And it's the Tamu Tamu dessert shop because I like to eat as well so we had a, we're just trying to work out what we did have to eat and we think it's a cookie ice cream cookie sandwich up there I think Charlie had it and we pinched it because we had dessert envy yeah we 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 were hot we were sweaty we saw ice cream we bought ice cream we looked at other people's ice cream we had a dessert envy yeah, yeah. So they do dough whips, but I don't think they like Magic Kingdom. We'll have to suss that out. And definitely a range of ice creams and beers and drinks and things like that. And then opposite, you've also got the bakery that we haven't gone to yet. But I think we should because they've got the cinnamon rolls and the large elephant ears pastry. So for the snack credits, yeah. let's go do it. Got to give it. Got to give it a try and be a bit more adventurous with our snack credits this time. And also the snack round the corner has got that millionaire shortcake um, dessert with a piece of bacon in. Yeah, I might be skipping that one. <laughs> oh, that's over by Dinosaur, isn't it? Ah. I thought it was over Dinosaur Way. Yeah. I'm still on snacks. <laughs> Where is she's going to another ride. I am. I Dinosaur is my favourite Disney ride full stop. Whoa. Even though I scream the whole way around it, but I love it so much. It's just so thrilling and you never know, well, you know there's dinosaurs around the corner, but you don't you don't know what's coming around the corner and it's so I don't know, immersive, I think. I just I just love it. I love it so much. I can't explain why. It's, ah. Yeah, it's my favourite ride. Okay. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> but okay. It's scary, it's fast, it's thrilling. Okay. <laughs> it does your back in. Yeah. Throws you around a lot. Throws you around it's a lot. It's got a story. Yeah. It's a, it's a good story. If well. you don't know where the photos come in, you can get really caught out in some strange looking photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one Charlie's recently enjoyed. Yeah. So we do get to do it as a family now. But yeah, it's fun. You you don't, I feel like on quite a lot of rides, I sit there and go, oh, there's the animatronic. But on Dinosaur, like, I feel like you can't see behind the magic almost. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you only get the flashes of light and... Yeah, okay. I feel like that on the moor. Those dolls in uh, It's a Small World are real. <laughs> hey, if they are, then Chuck, that's, that's a whole new dimension to Chucky I don't want to even think about. <laughs> I've got one more on my list. And me. And me. Um, my, well, I've got two more. I've got a cheating extra one at the end, but my my one more from the main thing is 
the character experiences you can get at Animal Kingdom. Um, they're really good character experiences. The queues are usually much shorter than you'll find in other parks for, for getting to see the characters. And one of the best examples of the good character experiences I'm going to hand over because it's... It's mine. It's meeting Mickey and Minnie together um, in their character outpost and they're wearing their safari gear. And literally, you're walking off the street. It's a really short queue and you get to see them together. Which I think is lovely. we have queued for 10 minutes once, but that's been about <laughs> it. It's, it's ridiculous when you see the queues for Mickey and Minnie in some of the places um, that you can just wander up there and meet the pair of them together it's they're great they're really and i think because they're not they don't feel perhaps under so much pressure to get people in and out they take a lot more time with you and you have much more of a fun interaction and mm. not conversation but that kind of interaction is the word isn't it i think it's less of a kids park there's there's less young kids there and therefore the characters are have mm. these slightly shorter queue things the um, new fun characters over in dino land are, are good they came last year maybe or the year before last year Doc Tills characters yeah whether they're still there this year i don't know chip and dale in oh um, and, and everyone's in dinosaur gear aren't yeah. they yeah scrooge mcduck was up there mm -hmm. yeah and launchpad yeah. mcquack yeah <laughs> so that's quite fun so my last one is how educational it is because I like education. <laughs> Teacher's <But> daughter. <laughs> I love the fact that it's not just oh look at these pretty animals with these pretty colours and and all that kind of thing, but it's important to Disney to preserve the wildlife and spread a message of conservation and education. Mm -hmm. And I think they do it very well through Rafiki and through Kilimanjaro. I feel like I learn a lot about the animals when I do those rides. And and you've even in other places, you a lot of the animal exhibits near the entrance there, accompanied by keepers as well. Yeah, that, uh, can answer all your questions. Yeah, I've learned so much about the Navi. <laughs> <laughs> Are they breeding banshees? <laughs> But yeah, that's my... Okay, I'm going to throw in one bonus thing that is good about Animal Kingdom. It's in a different county from the other parks. And some people may not realise that this means that actually it has a different sales tax rate. And it's a lower sales tax rate, tax rate than the other parks. So if you are making big purchases, if you could buy them anywhere, if you get them there, they're... Very, very small amount cheaper, but it is worth sometimes thinking, hey, why not buy that there rather than buying it in Magic Kingdom? So your $60 spirit jersey would cost you a bit less in yeah. Animal Kingdom. You can get two. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that much less. Okay. Probably be more like $59. <laughs> or $59.40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a roundup of all the things we really like in Animal Kingdom. If you like those, let us know. If there's something else you like, please pop on the page and tell us too. And we'll be back soon to tell you about the things we're not so keen on. Stay tuned and we'll see you soon. Bye from Kath. And me. And Bob. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kath, Becky and Bob for another great rundown on Animal Kingdom, the positives. Next week, you never guess what they're going to talk about. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
Right, the chat room's bouncing along nicely now. We've got Sue Sutherland, Amanda Steadman, James McDee, Mandy Bryson, Tim Tinsley. Uh, uh, who else have we got? Gillian Newman. She can't hear the show for some reason, but she's in the chat room. See, you can come in any time and do whatever you want. And, of course, you've got me and probably others, but I can't scroll back too far to check. So come and join us in the chat room. Click on the speech bubble on your speaker player and you will be there. Right. We have got so much to get into tonight's show, so I'm not going to gabble on for too long. I am going to get you in the mood for a holiday. Jimbo's going in a couple of weeks. So, you want to hear more about our Disney Resort hotels? Well, you came to the right place. You won't believe all the magical benefits you get. With more than 20 fun hotels, you get to pick your theme. You'll find the one that's perfect for your perfect Disney dream. We'll get you so excited that you'll never want to leave. The list of things to see and do is too much to believe. It's true. When you're staying at a Disney Resort hotel, the fun never ends. There are water sports, all kinds and sorts that fill the seven seas. Restaurants for bon vivants, such fine amenities. Since your resort hotel can be so near a Disney park, you could play all day with Mickey and see fireworks at dark. You want to spend even more time in a Disney theme park? Well, listen to this. Stay right here with us and then you'll get some magic powers. Extra time inside the parks, we call it extra magic hours. These extra magic hours happen every single day. It's all complimentary and extra thank you for your stay. Hey, check this out. It's called a magic band. Another cool perk you get when you stay in a Disney Resort hotel. We'll give you each a magic band Wear it on your favorite hand Happen up the fun when you're on the run Your magic band will get it done Just pick the color best for you Orange, yellow, green and blue You can open up your door, use it at a store You think that's cool, just wait, there's more That's right you can even use your magic band at our FastPass Plus locations. What's FastPass Plus, you ask? Come on, I'll show you. You've got so much to do. You need the perfect perk for you. To get down on your weight, make a FastPass date. We'll help you get on through. It makes your stay a treat. Reserve that meet and greet. Come on, get it now. Make your trip a wow, it's sweet. And you know what else is sweet? As a guest of a Disney Resort hotel, you get first access to FastPass Plus service up to 60 full days before you check in. Flying into Orlando Airport? Then you get to experience Disney's Magical Express service. We can pick you up with our airport bus. Drop your bags and you at your doorstep. Plus, with the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. Even after you get here, take a monorail or a boat or a bus. There's no fee, no charge. There's no mess, no fuss. With the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. So we're all set. We hope you'll be joining us soon at a beautiful Walt Disney World Resort Hotel. Zippity doo dah, come down and play. We've got magic every night, every day. Plenty of fun times heading your way. Yes, you're gonna love this. 
nothing beats a Disney Resort hotel. It's a wonderful stay. Zippity doo da, zippity day. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Here is Sue with the weather to come. Good evening, everyone. It's Sue Sullivan here with your weather forecast for the show on Thursday the 6th of February. We'll start off with Friday as usual, Friday the 7th. We've got 20 degrees with a real feel of 21 degrees. It's going to be cooler with clouds yielding to sun. Yes, that's what it says. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 57% cloud cover. At night, we've got 7 degrees, with a real feel of 5 degrees, mainly clear and cooler. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 44% cloud cover. On Saturday the 8th, we have 23 degrees, with a real feel of 23 degrees, partly sunny and pleasant, with zero millimetres of rainfall and 35% cloud cover. At night, we've got 13 degrees, with a real feel of 13 degrees, Partly cloudy, zero millimetres of rainfall and 48% cloud cover. On Sunday the night, we have 25 degrees, with a real feel of 25 degrees. Sunshine and pleasant. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 8% cloud cover. At night, we have 15 degrees, with a real feel of 14 degrees. It's going to be clear and mild. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 4% cloud cover. So tonight's the night to go out and look at those beautiful stars. On Monday the 10th, we have 27 degrees, with a real feel of 27 degrees. It's going to be mostly sunny. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 24% cloud cover. At night, we have 12 degrees, with a real feel of 11 degrees. It's going to be clear. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 1% cloud cover. So, if you didn't get a chance to go and look at the stars last night, go tonight. <laughs> Tuesday the 11th, we have 26 degrees, with a real feel of 27 degrees. Partial sunshine. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 41% cloud cover. At night, we have 15 degrees, with a real feel of 15 degrees. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall. Oh, I forgot to tell you, it's going to be partly cloudy. 45% cloud cover. On Wednesday the 12th, we have 26 degrees and it's going to have a real feel of 28 degrees. We've got a blend of sunshine and clouds. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 69% cloud cover. At night, we have 16 degrees with a real feel of 16 degrees. We've got increasing clouds. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 80% cloud cover. So I hope you took advantage of the stars when you could. On Thursday the 13th, you've got 28 degrees with a real feel of, 20, of 30 degrees. Yay, we're getting up there. And we've got some sun. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 45% cloud cover. At night, we have 17 degrees with a real feel of 17 degrees. And it's going to be mainly clear. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 16% cloud cover. So you'll be able to see those stats again. That concludes the weather forecast for this week. 
We'll catch up with you next week with next week's forecast. Hand you back to Peter just now. My name's Sue. And I love Mickey Mouse. There's a place for vacationers who seek more than just a little time off. The ones who choose to go big or stay home. Where every amazing, despicable, wizarding adventure reveals moments that are truly epic. This place is made for those who do more than just vacation. It's made for those who vacation like they mean it. Universal Orlando Resort. I am Sue Sutherland, and I'm here with Gillian Newman. Um, and we're going to talk to you today about the Orlando Info Zone and the It's Orlando Time Edinburgh Meetup, which will be held on, I've forgotten already, the 16th of May at 2 o'clock. Okay, Gillian, I'll hand it over to you, and you can tell us a bit more about it. So it's going to be held in the pub. Um, we have a, a lovely room that we're going to be putting it in and it goes out into the garden. So there's plenty of room for everybody to come. We're going to do a lot of stuff for the kids. We're going to have some Disney movies showing. We're going to do a treasure hunt outside. We're going to have a bit of a raffle going so we can raise some money from Dream Flights. So there'll be plenty for everyone to do. And obviously we sell food and drink. So it's a win-win for everybody. Hope to see you all there. And that's on the 16th of May. Excellent. And it's at the Hazen in uh, Queen, South Queen's Ferry in Edinburgh. Um, we've got a event plan on the Orlando Info Zone page, and there is something about it on its Orlando time as well. I do believe it's going to be Tony Fulham's birthday that weekend, so I don't know whether it's going to be that everyone has to buy him a drink, but I think we could share that out a little bit, couldn't we, Gillian? Oh, I think he has to buy the drink, surely. Oh, yeah, well, I like that idea. I like yeah, that idea. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no bother. Well, hope to see you all there. Um, and it's goodbye from us. Bye-bye. Oh, I hope everybody goes to the meet-up. It's going to be a good one, I know that. Right, I think it's time for a little bit more music. We haven't had music for a while. Uh, come and join us in the chat room. Don't forget to hit the like button as well. Let us know if you like the show. All right, you don't have to hit it if you're not enjoying the show, but I'll cry if you don't. Let's have a little bit of the Rubettes and Sugar Baby Love.
my advice If you love someone Don't think twice Yes, that was the Rubettes and Sugar Baby Love. That was a special request for the show by James McDougall. Uh, he loves that song, he's just told me. Right, on the Orlando Info Zone, we have a new weekly slot by Lewis Smith, and it's a Parks update, Parks Bulletins. And we thought we may as well bring it on over to the radio show as well. Oh, here's Lewis bringing you the weekly updates on rides in the parks. Take it away, Lewis. Hi there. This is for everyone heading out to the Sunshine State. We'll be doing a weekly parks bulletin to keep you all updated on the rides, attractions and latest news. Starting with Walt Disney World, here are the latest closures for scheduled maintenance. Splash Mountain in Magic Kingdom is going to reopen on February the 27th. Test track at Epcot reopens on February 27th as well. Cali River Rapids is closed until March 21st. The Muppet Vision 3D at Hollywood Studios reopens end of this week on February the 8th. And Big Thunder Mountain at Magic Kingdom will close on May the 4th until May 21st. The Walt Disney World Railroad is closed until July 20th. And Typhoon Lagoon is closed till the end of March 2020. Please note that these closures and availability dates can be subject to change, so to be sure, check the official website for specific information. Epcot now has a new firework display with the Epcot Forever. This now replaces Illuminations, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios has an opening date of March the 4th. Universal have no closures or refurbishments at the moment, but the Bourne Spectacular opens Spring 2020 and work still continues with the Jurassic Park coaster over at Islands of Adventures. The Mardi Gras 25th year party is now on until April 2nd, and on selected nights you can catch live performances from the likes of Carol G on February the 8th, Belle DeVoe on February the 15th, Cool and the Gang on February the 22nd. Also check out their Mardi Gras parade, which starts at 6pm between February the 2nd and the 7th, 7.45 on February the 8th and 6.15th from February the 9th and the 10th. SeaWorld uh, attractions are close for improvements and maintenance are going to be Journey to Atlantis. This is until February the 16th. Shark Encounter, February the 10th to the 14th. And Infinity Falls, February the 17th to March the 8th. Super Grover's Boxcar Derby, February 24th to March the 1st. SeaWorld's first launch coaster, Icebreaker, will arrive spring 2020. And the Seven Seas Food Festival returns Fridays to Sundays from February the 7th to May the 3rd with an international cuisine to domestic and imported beers and of course live performances on the stage. Aquatica has no closures scheduled but do have Rip Ride Race, Florida's first dueling raft racer opening in spring 2020. Bush Gardens scheduled closures for the rides are Cheetah Hunt on February the 3rd to the 14th, Cumber on February the 24th to March the 6th. Still waiting for an opening date is Anguazi. All we know is that it will be spring 2020. 
We hope this has been of some help to everyone planning their holidays and thanks for staying until next time. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lewis, for a great clip there. We apologise for the volume on that clip. Uh, we will sort that for Lewis's next one. Uh, lots of great information there if you go in, in the near future and you can uh, check up on it next week for the next clip. That's going to be a regular slot now on the show, so uh, really looking forward to more from Lewis. Right, the last clip was very quiet. The next clip, I guarantee, will not be quiet. It's from Mandy Bryson. It's all about roller coasters, so you know it's going to be loud. Take it away, Mandy. Hi everyone, it's Mandy here, or Gobby Admin, as Sir Peter Harper likes to call me. I have no idea why. I've been set a challenge by Tim to talk about roller coasters over the next few shows, but roller coaster reviews with a twist. Ranked by me in 10 lady ratings, this could get messy. A massive part of Orlando is the theme parks. However, for anyone who knows me or who has read my blogs across the groups, Calamity Jane, shameless plug I know, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat and disaster seems to follow me. I've generally stayed clear of roller coasters, even the kiddie coasters. Even the year they used uh, the open slinky and I was talked into it, I was a bit, nah, I'm not going on it, it's not attached to the ground. But I was talked into it and I screamed my way around. You might have seen the video, if you haven't, don't look it up, it ain't pretty. So I'm not exactly a roller coaster junkie or a thrill seeker and I don't usually put a toe in the water as far as roller coasters are concerned. It's the fear of the endless possibilities of what could go wrong. But I don't know what happened last year, summer 2019, maybe some late life crisis, I don't know. But I was being called a chicken. And nobody calls me a chicken. It's partly a Scottish thing, but I'm really bad for it. Call me a chicken, I'm going to do it. So Andrew and my friend Carol had nagged me into oblivion. And in a moment of sheer madness, in Island's Adventure, I thought, what the, let's give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? It's not as if I was going to die, is it? However, I had refreshed my will before the holiday. Honestly, that is true. Just in case, because they'd been warming up to this for weeks. So we started with Hulk. Why not? Why build up to it, eh? When you can just go straight for Hulk. So on we goes, into the queue. I was totally having hot and cold flushes. I was really secretly hoping that the people at the body scanning would see me as a risk and send me back out. But nope, all good. Waved in. Oh my God. Every step closer, I wanted to run out, but I had the word chicken rattling around in my head, and I couldn't have that. So we get to the front of the queue, get to the train, harness down, but I didn't think it was down. Full on panic attack, screaming at the guy, my harness is loose, my harness is loose, and he had to check it out about a thousand times for me. I could tell he was eye rolling me big time. I was about to say, let me out, words on the top of my tongue, but before they could escape my mouth, we had a big thumbs up and whee, away we went. Oh my God, I thought my Fitbit was going to explode off my wrist. My heart was hammering. I felt like I was going to pass out. Then the music started, the doom, doom, doom. Then the brutal launch and we were out that tunnel like poop. Well, I can't say the real word, can I? Off a shovel. I had Andrew screaming at me, keep your eyes open, keep your eyes open. And me screaming back, no fecking way. Only the word wasn't fecking. Tutted one eye at one point and definitely thought life was over. I could feel us looping and twisting, going fast, going slow, launching again. Oh my God, my head was wobbling. It was sheer terror, and I think I had lost the feeling in my hands from gripping so hard. 
when we stopped at the break but I thought thank the lord that's it over but oh no off we went on again on the move when we finally got back into the station I was so relieved I was a full-on cold sweat and it was about 100 degrees that day I swear if I had been pregnant I would have sworn my waters had just broke I couldn't even walk off the ride properly I was spinning all over the place Amy thought it was hilarious from a distance though you know because she was in kids swap no danger she was going on you know that way when you spin a kid round and round and round and try and send them off to walk straight for a laugh but they can't well that was me so embarrassing bumping into people like a wrecking ball going down the ramp then i heard let's pick up the photo oh god please no let's just not but yeah we did probably the worst photo of me ever well maybe the second worst but we'll not go there straight to the ladies to compose myself and i thought that's it You've done it. Box ticked. You're still alive. No one was harmed in the process. Job done. But then I heard it. You absolutely have to go on it again. It'll be better next time. Are you freaking kidding me? No, just no. But I'm a soft touch. With a problem with the word no. So off we went again. Back on the hulk. Seriously thinking I was off my rocker. But you know what? It actually was better and I had one eye open for part of the ride. Now that was progress. Fast forward to the end of that holiday and I think I had been on Hulk about six times. I was able to open my eyes, I even smiled at the camera before we went home. I got braver and braver and I actually was quite chuffed with myself. When we went back to Universal a few months later, first ride, Hulk, just to make sure I still had the bottle and I did. I even did front row and some back to back rides. Check me, not bad. So in tenor lady ratings, Hulk started off being off the scale. It didn't even make a tenor rating. However, it's probably about an 8 out of 10 for me now. So if anyone has any reservations about going on Hulk, I'd say if I could do it, anybody can. I kid you not. The fear is probably worse than the reality. Just keep your head back, eyes open and look slightly up and you'll love it. And if you do go on, you really need to let me know what you think of it. You can leave a, re- a review on the Orlando Roller Coaster review page or Orlando Info Zone or Orlando or Bust or anywhere you can find me on Facebook, really. Let's start some Hulk adventures. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Mandy. That was a brilliant rundown. I love the Hulk. Absolutely love it. And just like you, the first time I went on it, I was knees knocking and all the rest of it. But nah, it's a great ride. Right, I think it's time for a bit more music and we've just had mandy bryson on so it's got to be somewhat like jive talking
Jive Talking. That was the Boogie Box High version of Jive Talking. And I hope that's got you all woken up and bouncing and ready for your next clip. Last week we had a non-Orlando clip about Disneyland Paris. This week we're going to be listening to a clip by Timmy Tim Tinsley about DC. Is that Discovery Cove? I don't think so. Good evening there, happy Orlando vacationers. If you are thinking of mixing up your next trip to Walt Disney World, have you considered combining it with Washington DC? I think it's a great city to visit and you can easily spend three days or more before heading down south. It's great for both families with kids or as a couple. Up and, and as lots of places are free to enter, it can give your credit card a well-earned rest before hitting Florida. Personally, I'm a big fan of DC because we lived there for a while before and have visited many times since. You can easily spend a day just walking around the monuments along the mall. There are lots of interesting places here with several places famous from the movies. Standing on the steps of the Lincoln Monument is a must, but don't miss out on a walk around the tidal base to the Roosevelt or Jefferson monuments, two of the lesser visited places. All of the Smithsonian museums are free to enter and are very good. My personal favourite is the Air and Space, and there's also a second one of these near Dallas Airport that has some of the bigger items, including a Concorde, Space Shuttle and Blackbird. But I'd also not miss out on the Natural History or the American History Museums. If you like art, then there's several galleries to enjoy. The Holocaust Museum is also very, very good, but it's quite hard going. It's also free and you can reserve a time slot for one USD. Also part of the Smithsonian is the zoo. This is a little metro ride away from the main mole, but is also free and very good. A tour around the Capitol building is also free and also very, very good. And it's best to reserve this in advance via the website. It's if you visit during a working day, you can also view both the Senate and the Congress in session. You could easily fill three days with all of these free activities if you wanted. Getting around DC and Metro Pass is a good investment. You can get various passes for this that last different numbers of days and have different times. Have a look on the web for the one most suitable for you. The Metro is very easy to use, pretty safe and much cheaper and easier than a car. And it goes to pretty well everywhere you need to go. Where it doesn't, then there are buses that do. And depending on your passes, these may well also be included. The Metro does run out now to, or almost to, Dallas Airport. And in probably about a year's time, it will make its all its way to Dallas Airport. For that final leg at the moment, uh, from Reston, you have to take a little bus. There's also a hop-on, hop-off bus that might be good for you, which is also narrated. And so that can be quite good for orientation. Whilst Washington Grand Central Station is impressive and worth a visit, has lots of fast food restaurants and uh, shops generally, the city, uh, sorry, the generally the centre of DC doesn't have a lot of restaurants. And what they are tend to be pretty pricey being designed for government people on expense accounts. You are best getting out of the centre a little bit, to Georgetown for example, which is packed full of great restaurants and bars, along with some nice streets of unique and, and chain shops. Old Town Alexandra is similar and worth the metro ride out. I particularly like a pizza spot around the main street here called Red Rocks. It's probably the best pizza I've ever had. 
If you want shops, and who doesn't, there is a decent target at Metro Stop Columbia Heights. There's a mall with a Macy's near the Metro Centre and a very, very large and fabulous mall at Tyson's Corner. If you like sport, then you can go see a football, and that's the American type, uh, baseball or basketball game. And there's also a few good spots for concerts, whether it's rock or classical, and theatre. Just watch that some areas around DC are perhaps not the best at night, so do consider taking an Uber or a taxi. So getting to Washington, you've got two main airports. Dulles, which if you've watched Die Hard 2, you'll probably recognise, is a decent distance away from downtown, probably about 45 minutes, but easy on the metro. It is the main international airport, so most likely the one you will arrive or depart for the UK from. Ronald Reagan National Airport is right by the centre. It only serves domestic flights, but is good for the two-hour hop to Orlando. It's also on the metro, and depending on the wind direction, you have fantastic views over the city on takeoff or landing. I hope that gives you some ideas. Tim out. Ah, oh, thanks, Tim, for the great insight into Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, we do like to include extras in the show, so that was this week's extra. That was our second in our run of extras. We've had Disneyland Paris, now we've had DC. What will we have next? That's down to you. Who's going to do me a clip on something not Orlando, but connected in some way? Right, it wouldn't be an Orlando vacation radio show without a certain song. Tim's got his glass of red wine in his hand. All of us have got to go and hunt something out.
prophet do? Funny you should ask, Al. <laughs> I'd say, oh, there's something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett with It's Five O'Clock Somewhere, our favourite song of the show. Right, last week we had the crazy gang in Orlando being really, really silly. They're all home now. That's it. The fun's over. There's no more crazy gang. Ah, yes there is. They recorded a little clip on Super Bowl Sunday. Good evening, Orlando Infozoners. It's Paul Robinson here, and we are going to do another carpool catch-up with uh, Simone and um, Claire, a.k.a. Milady, a.k.a. the Food Monster, and her other half, Richard, a.k.a. What do you mean half? Half. That's the same same thing. Her other half. So Richard, a.k.a. Ray Ben, a.k.a. Parker. And we're still live in Orlando. And we're live in Orlando on what is Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. So what I thought we would do right now, we'd get some Super Bowl predictions. And what's everyone thinking about today? And what's, you know, what's everyone's predictions? And, you know, is it going to be a Mahomes day? Is it going to be a Grappo day? Um, So let's, let's catch up with Ray Ben and see. So Ray... Who you got for today? Who you got? Which team you got for today? Who's going to win? Okay, quite simply, Paul, and thanks for asking. I think San Francisco 49ers are going to win this. Um, I, I base this on are the fact... Are they playing? I base this on the fact that they're the only ones I know that are actually <laughs> playing today. I don't know the other guys. I don't know them. And if I don't know them, they can't be that good. So 49ers all the way, Paul. 49ers all the way. I'm predicting there's going to be a lot of wine. There's going to be a lot of beer. We know there's going to be. That's what I was going to say, Simone. What I'm saying about the Super Bowl is it's a great opportunity (laughs) for some (laughs) snacks. So I'm thinking nuts and crisps, and probably a takeaway as well. Heavy on the action with the chop suey, I think. So here we are. We are going out for, I suppose, an early dinner. 
We're going out to... You Man- hope we can get in? Yeah, we're going out for an early dinner as we prepare for, for the, the game later tonight. And then we'll Are you go- lining your stomach? I'm lining my stomach. And we will go down That'll to... That will take some doing, Pumper. That will take some doing. <laughs> Just saying, man. <laughs> that, that takes something coming from you, food monster. <laughs> so we're going to go... Yeah, you'll eat anything and you'll drink plenty. <laughs> so we're going to go to early dinner. We're thinking Manny's Chop House. And then we're going to go down to Walmart and get some snacks. And maybe refill. Some beer yeah, and we got, wine. We got some beer. We, maybe Milady needs some more wine. Um, so anybody else's thoughts for today before we close down this this version of the Carpool Catch-Up? Any other Anybody got anything else want to say? I, th- I think all I can say is people need to listen to this and they need to watch out for subsequent editions of this, which may may involve some some swimming or diving action. Oh. So all I want to do is wet your whistles. I want to wet all your whistles because <laughs> it's coming and there's going to be something great coming later. That I can might need a video. I think it, that needs video. That sounds great. My whistle is wet. We'll, 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 we're ready to go for later. Okay. Put your whistle away, Paul. Put uh, your whistle away. Okay, so watch this space for some pure entertainment later. From, really? Yeah, pure entertainment. <laughs> you think? Pure you entertainment reckon? from Parker later. So anyway, um, we'll close it down here, and we'll be back soon. Thanks. Bye, y'all. Oh yes, that was the crazy gang on Super Bowl Sunday. As I say, they're all home, but I, I've got a feeling that ain't gonna be the last we hear of the crazy gang. Right, I want to say goodbye to Tim Tinsley, who's had to go. Uh, thanks for your help, Tim, and we will see you in two weeks. Tim's busy next week, so yep, I'll have to share the show myself unless I can volunteer somebody. Right, time for a bit of music.
Ah, yes, that was the Pointer Sisters, and I'm so excited. That's just like all of us when we're booking our holidays and planning holidays and going on holidays. We like that. Right, we have one more clip left in this show, and that honoured position goes to James McDougall, and he's going to tell us about last-minute holiday deals. Take it away, Jimbo. Good evening everyone and welcome to Orlando Vacation Radio yet again. It's really an apt name I may add as it brings me on to the next subject about holidays. Now there's nothing wrong with booking holidays well in advance if it suits your family and your budget but tonight I would like to talk about some last minute deals. When you first try to do a last minute booking it does feel really straight scary, trust me. To be honest, and if you've never done it before, it really is, or should I say, feel really daunting, but it can reap benefits. Not to, to, to put too fine a point in it, the first time I did it, my, should I say, bum flutter became multiple kisses, if you know what I mean. How to save during peak season, I will cover it another time, but for now, let's look at our off-peak season. Here is a few pointers from my experience. I never booked more than three months in advance now, as I have found cracking deals with many airlines doing it that way. That allows me to visit our happy place more frequently, which is what we all look for. I book the time off work, then search for the deal. Even though I know my passport and Esther are still valid anyway, I still check. It's a tick in the box to say, cool, you can still visit and it costs nothing. Obviously, immigration's to have the last say. Look at every provider, and I mean everyone, to find the, the deal that you are happy with. Then contact another provider yet again to see if they can price match or beat your deal. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. You might beat the price that you uh, decided that you liked. I don't focus on whether it is on-site or off-site hotels. I look at areas and where I've been there before. The hotel area you pick can increase or decrease the price you pay greatly. <coughs> if there's clean and in a decent area, that's fine. It's just a bed for a night after parts after all. I know this advice will not suit everyone's holiday or budget, but that's the way I do it that allows more frequent visits, which uh, for me is the ultimate aim. Just to give an example of what a last minute deal can do, I just booked a holiday last Sunday, i.e. 2nd of February 2020. I fly out in less than three weeks. The right flights and common days with Virgin came out at £1,080 total for two. We added extras onto this for own comfort, but I think that price is a none too shabby to get there and start your holiday. Thank you for listening, peeps. Good night. 
Oh, thanks, James, for that rundown on last-minute bookings. It's something I don't think I've got the bottle to do. I know some people do it all the time, and they get great deals. Uh, maybe one day. It's a bit hard when you've got kids to take that chance, but we will see. Right, that just about brings us to the end of the show. I want to thank everybody who sent in clips for this week's show. Please, please keep sending those clips in. The more clips we get, the better the shows, of course. And that enables me to keep it going. Because without the clips, it'd be a bit quiet, really, wouldn't it? Right, thank you to everybody who's joined us in the chat room. It's been a good chat room again tonight, and it's bounced along nicely. So, until next week, yes, we are on again next week, 8 o'clock, Thursday evening, another great show here on Orlando Vacation Radio. This is me, Peter Harper, saying stay safe, have a great week, whatever you're doing, and I'll see you then. We're going to finish off with a little bit of Queen. And don't stop me now. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world, I'm turning inside out. I'm floating around in ecstasy. So don't stop. Sonic man out of you! Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Good night. God bless. Bye for now. Orlando InfoPod, the podcast for all things Orlando. Do you love vacationing in the magical world of Orlando, Florida? Do you need information, news, laughter? Well, this is the podcast for you. We have news, views, and information that will help you have the best vacation ever. Available on eight platforms. Find us on Facebook for all the links.